You're now listening to the AZs and Root Bruce podcast, brought to you by Blessed to Death. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the boys is back. We here. Yeah. You now listen to the AZs and Rupert's podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Brought to you by Blessed to Death, powered by Anchor. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? You know what I'm saying? This is your boy, Raynell Jamal, and I got my brother in the building with me. Who's in the building with your boy? This is your boy, Jay Davis. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at J-A-Davis-I-I. You can also find me at www.jdavis.co. Uh, hope that all is well. I know it's been a minute. But we just been living a little life, you know what I mean? So, But it's good. It's good. It's blessed. That's what's up. That's what's up. So go ahead and hit us up on the social media. You know exactly where we at. We on Twitter and IG at A-Z-S-R-O-O-T-B-R-E-W-S-P-O-D. That's A-Z Root Bruce Pod, Twitter and IG. You can go ahead and hit me up on the social. That's Twitter, IG, Facebook, and everything else under Raynell Jamal, R A Y N E L L J A M A L. Go ahead and hit me up on uh, my website as well, Raynell-Jamal.com. Raynell-Jamal.com. Get this podcast, this episode, previous episodes, the music, the vibes, the tune, the views, all you want from your boy Raynell. You dig? Let them know where to find you at. You know, you can find me at www.jdavis.co. Okay, okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's on what's in all your handles? Uh, J.A. Davis, aye, aye. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, we know it's been some time since the last time we got to y'all, and we know a lot of things has been going on And trust. We've been keeping note, uh, but life has been coming in. You dig? We've been, oh, yes, it has. We've just, been working on some things. Just like this oxygen just hit my eye right now. Boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, we got a lot going on. A lot of life has been happening. A lot of great things has been happening behind the scenes. So just trust that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, trust. And uh, we just excited, man. We're excited to come back and touch the tribe. The tribe we call blessed. How y'all doing out there? You know what I'm saying? A shout out to the, to, the, to the other team members. You know, to my boy George. You know what I'm saying? The original tribe. You dig? Yes. And then shout out to the homie Chris. You know what I'm saying? Gets Chris busy. gets busy. You feel me? So uh, what's been going on with you, brother, since the last time we've been here? Well, you know you, what I'm saying? You, you know what's been going on. Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of life. Yeah. But nah, um, man, just been working, um, working, 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 man. Daytime, doing the daytime thing. Shout out to Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, specifically the Inland Empire and the Orange County. Talk to them. Um, and also just shout out to um, all the dope artists. I actually... Uh, well, we've been in the we've been in the studio. Yes, yes. We've been in the studio working on some really fun stuff, and then I've been doing this really cool like project. I've been working with this. Uh, uh, I realized for the longest I've always wanted to do it, and I'm getting the opportunity to do it. So I've been working with this uh, with this uh, company by called the League of Extraordinary Entertainers. Okay. And I've been working with this side project called Triple J. All the guys have J's in their first names. Okay. We're a, a like a like a DJ. Um, a DJ drum and like a, like MC combo, right? Or like kind of like a like a hype man combo. Okay. So we've been actually doing. We actually the first thing we did was uh, the main J, Jonathan Tillman's. We did his uh, his wedding. Mm-hmm. Did his wedding reception. Right. Fun. Okay. And then recently we did this birthday party, and now we're doing this event on the twentieth. Um, we're doing this event on the twentieth uh, in LA. Um, it's just called the. Uh, it's like the like the the league returns. Okay. And so it's just gonna be like, man, like um uh, I don't know if you remember this actor by the name of Gary. Okay. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. Okay. First name Gary. First name Gary. Last name. No, I was playing. So yeah, his name is Gary Gary L. Gray. He was like a like an actor. He was in what was he in? He was in, I think he was, like, on, like, Full House at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on, like, Full House. He was on um, the Cosby Show. Actually, yeah, he played uh, Elvin, in, uh, Elvin and Sandra's son on the, the Cosby Show. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah he's going to be uh, emceeing at the event. Okay. Um... 
and actually like so yeah i know that him and uh um and jonathan are actually like really uh really good friends okay so you know like there's just um it's just gonna he be played elvin game. you said he played his son the little like the twins oh okay 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 that's crazy yeah okay yeah, so he's gonna be there and um yeah man it's just gonna be good times right that's dope, bro. That's dope. So, so as you, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go so, ahead. like, I've been doing that, man, and then just, like, really just, uh, man, like, uh, yeah, been, it's been good. It's okay. Been good. Um, um, has, um, so with the, with the, with the league, what was it called again? League of Extraordinary Entertainers. Entertainers. So, you guys basically just provide the vibe for a party. Okay. That's dope. That's yeah. Dope. Yeah. So, like, dope. literally, um. I don't know if like if you've seen any of the rollout videos that I put. Yeah, I that, have that I put out on IG. So um, again, like what's really cool is the the desire for Jonathan was to just bring like a lot of his friends are like deep in the art, like okay. so like all like a lot of his friends like man that wedding like it almost felt like uh, what was that movie? Um, you took everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that movie though? Uh, the movie was um. Not you, like, it had, like, an essence of You Got Served. Okay. But what was that movie where, like, there's, like, four uh, versions of it? It's like, it's, like, that dance show, like, where, like... Oh, you talking about... Is it Honey? Not Honey. What's the other one? Uh, I don't know. I don't but know. But so it's, like, there are all these dancers that come together, and it just seems like a just a big... It just seems like a big dance movie at the wedding. And so it's, like, really, like, one of those things of... um. Step up. It feels like step up. Oh, okay. So just imagine being like in like the essence of stepping up, like step up, like playing drums. You know what I mean? Like that's how the wedding felt. Right. And then when we did the birthday party, it was just like a lot of like just a lot of fun, a lot of vibes. You know what I mean? And so it's been really cool, man. Like people, like people are really digging. I think people that are not like the best way to put it is just like, for instance, like if you go to Vegas, you see like a lot of drum and DJ shows. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of like LA drummers that go to Vegas and they just play drums like at the clubs and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like. Almost that thing, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. man, like, yo, like, shout out to Jonathan, shout out to DJ Hames Hilling, you know what I mean? Just for the opportunities, like, just let me rock with them. So, but I'm I'm looking forward to like, even just like, I'm just looking forward to like, a, just what the rest of this year brings because it's just good music all around. And, um, yeah, man, it's been good, it's been real good. What about you, man? What you been up to? I mean, I just been up to life, man. You know, a lot of things is going on, man. A lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot buddy. of life is happening, man. I'm, I'm liking what God is doing in my life, man. You know, yes, sir. And uh, it's going good. Like, like you said, we, we, we jumping into the dojo, into the studio. You know what I'm saying? We getting into that kitchen. You putting things in that crock pot, that, putting that seasoning in there. You yes, feel what sir. I'm saying? We adding some of them, uh, some of that uh, broth on that thing. Bro. You feel me? And we just letting that thing marinate. You feel just me? The marination, you know, right? Let that thing marinate. Marinate. Yes, sir. And uh, we just we cooking, you know what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for what we cooking. We putting something together real good. We whipping and we turning up in there. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying. So I, I, I like the way we doing. You know, shout out to the homeboy. Um, you know, John Starworth, John Keys. You know what I'm saying. Let him know that you boy. Know, he's a genius, ladies and gentlemen. Like literally, our brother is a genius on the on the. Just he plays the piano he's a pianist but he plays like he has like 10 hands yeah he he's he's amazing bro but not only that his his mind his creativity what he's able to do production wise is limitless you know what i'm saying and us three as a team is you might as well call this the avengers time seven you feel what i'm seven let him know you bro. feel what i'm seven you know what I, mean? I don't even say saying you see what you feel what i'm seven pre-game. you feel what i'm saying avengers yeah. pre-game you feel me <laughs> pre-game uh so uh it's, it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful experience and I'm, i can't wait for y'all to hear man like this no, is it's, something it's, different this i'm is, like in all humility like y'all like i think it's going to be something that um i think it's going to be something that you guys would be proud of um i think it's going to be something that um that y'all can y'all can really relate to. Like Raynell is writing some like amazing verses. Amazing, amazing verses. So I'm most definitely proud. Man, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what y'all how y'all like this stuff, man. Looking forward to it. So uh let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. It's a lot of things going on and we definitely gonna take this episode just to address everything. You know what I mean? Um being that we are from the somewhat LA area, yeah, you could say. Um Things that happened recently kind of hit our 
our side of of the globe you know what i'm saying our side of the country a little bit harder than others you know what i mean and um that's the unfortunate untimely death of the rapper nipsey hustle nipsey hustle you know what i'm saying and it's crazy because we was really shook by it like like shook shook we were shook by it um and like i said we are from out here you know i've listened to other um podcasts you know they're not really from here so they don't really feel it like we feel it yeah you know um, so I, they try to cover it as best as they can, you know, through other sources and media outlets. But like, trust me, ladies and gentlemen, being that we're from this area, we feel it. It's like it's been very sobering, sobering. And it's been like, how can I feel like it's been off out here yeah. since it happened, literally. And as we record this, this is the day that they had his memorial service and his procession. Um um in LA you know what I mean so um this is a very uh this is a tough one ladies and gentlemen it's a tough one you know what I mean I, I would say this honestly um I wasn't like the biggest I would say fan of the music I respected it a lot and I loved victory lap um it's funny because I was going to put that on my end of the year list mm. I was I was debating between that and um uh it was another one I forgot um it was going to be on my honorable mentions. Got you. Um, but I was debating. I was like, dang, should I put that on there? But I feel like I feel like I didn't put it on there because although I listened to it a lot, I felt like um, I didn't listen to it enough to put it on my list. Got you. But it was part of my rotation. Got you. Because um, I love the intro track, which they've been playing like crazy um, out here. And just some other, other joints on there that was just pretty much banging. I like uh, last time that I checked rap ends but it's another thing about nipsey hustle that i really liked and i knew about them it's funny because um one of me and the homies that i know me and him actually talked about nipsey some years ago um with this whole um 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 what's it um his campaign where he sold his record for a hundred dollars yes and it's funny because i was talking and, to and one Jay-Z of the homies all hundred of them yeah well the thing is, like, I talked to the homie Justin from um, from I Love IE. I Love, One Love IE, right? Yeah. And one of the first conversations me and him had, we was talking about it, and we we he we talked about Nipsey, and he was reading the book that inspired Nipsey to market that way. Mm. And it's a book called Contagious. It's about a guy who, um, who created a style of marketing where it wasn't he created it, but he kind of, like, um, I don't know, say like hacked his way by is a guy who sold like I think some food for a hundred dollars, like yeah. a hot dog or a steak, and people was hating on him. But what it did was it created an intrigue. It was like the mysteriousness, be like, is this really worth a hundred dollars? So me and him had a a good conversation about business with that, and we were he was like, man, you know, Nipsey, we we had like a real good conversation, so. I really and I was breaking this down to my my girl and my brother about how um, for somebody like me and you and you know me as somebody who like I research stuff. Yes, you do. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to this music business. For those who don't know, like as an independent artist, Nipsey was somebody that I really looked up to as far as how he really truly stood for independence musically, and he kind of like revolutionized how to be independent in this current state of music business. Yeah. Um, like I said, by like, you know, he was signed to Epic. I remember that when he had like Nipsey in the house. I remember when he got signed to Epic. I remember when they was pushing him that he kind of fell off for a little bit. Then he popped back on the scene and he started doing the Crenshaw mixtape. Um, he did the, that's what he sold for a hundred dollars. He sold the marathon mixtape. Like I remember those movements because I was, I was really heavy on the rap blogs and the mixtape scene. Um, but I really peeped. I really connected to his grind. Yeah. I was like, man, that's that's how you're supposed to do it. And he was very intelligent. Yeah. That dude was intelligent. I know people getting on to his interviews now, but he's always been that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, the music was dope. You know, and I was telling Jeff, like, you know, like, he didn't make, like, make whack music. He made really good music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he had carved out a lane for itself. And he worked it. And he developed one of those, like, honestly, the best way I could put it is the way, and you're going to feel me when I say this, the way 
20-something college students are about J. Cole is how the hood was about Nipsey. Yeah. And we're seeing that now. You know what I'm saying? With, but that's how people really connected. Yeah. So when he put those... um and, and another reason why I found out about Nipsey in his business mind was that he was one of the first people to connect with Ryan Leslie's Superphone. Mm. He was literally one of the uh, artists that he used to beta his his invention. Wow. So that's how he was able to move the whole Crenshaw tapes because uh, for $100 because the Crenshaw mixtape was available free. It was on streaming services if you wanted to buy it. But also, um, if you bought it for 100 bucks, you got a personal concert experience. You got merch. Like, he really worked it. So it was like the Thousand True Fan Theory. Like, he used a smartphone. That buddy worked. Yeah, he used a smartphone to really galvanize his fan base. Wow. Um, so that's just some, some, some nuggets for y'all right there. But like I said, he had a a very strong following in that sector of hip hop, like the whole hood street underground people knew who Nipsey was, you know what I'm saying? So, and like I said, I, and I seen him around. So, um, it, it was tough to, you know, for me, like, um, I was coming from church and I remember uh, getting to my mom's house and then one of the homies hit me was like, yo, Nipsey just got, just got shot bro and i was like huh because y'all sent me that yeah Yeah. so like right when he hit me like three other people hit me was like yo did you hear about nipsey getting shot so i instantly you know go on the internet i'm trying to scratch it at the time it wasn't much online but there's this one site one page that i follow and then they posted up the clip of you know his body being there and then it was another clip they posted I think they were the first ones to post these two clips. And what they did was they were doing a CPR on him. And I, my heart just dropped because I was just like, Super drop, bro. Because he just did the GQ cover. Yeah. And I was looking like, what? And I remember my, my lady called me and I was like, yo, Nipsey just got shot. And she was like, what? Like, she was tripping. So, ladies and gentlemen, think about our reactions right now. Like, our reactions, even though, like, he was... As a West, a LA staple, you know what like I'm West, saying? West, like he was LA, like it's so like all of our reactions are the same. Like what? Like where? Then when we when I looked at the video, and I was like, that's in front of his store. And then the details, like so, just to, to let it be known, being that we're from out this area, we knew a lot of things that was happening before it even hit the news cycle. I have a brother that's really involved in some music scene of that nature yeah put it like that and i remember i texted my bro and i was like yo did you hear about the whole nipsey he was like man i already been hearing about it before it even touched the internet um you know he he told me he said the word is they already know who did it it was somebody from his own set and i was like what i was like somebody from from rolling from 60s which he's a he was a part of a crip gang and my brother's like yeah like they said somebody from 60s got him and I was like, was it a hit? And he was like, nah, they said it was just some dude who got who got mad at him. Hmm. Now, this is before this even hit the news cycle. This is when details. So I'm on the phone. He was like, yeah, I'm talking to one of his homies right now. And I'm tripping at this point. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Then right when I'm talking to my bro, I get back on I, I, on on IG. And I said, and they just said, Nipsey Hussle has passed. That, my heart. Yeah, bro. So I sent it to the group chat like, yo, dog, Nipsey. And we all just like, nah, bro, not like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, I ain't going to lie, y'all. Since 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 this went down, these last two weeks for, for the whole L.A. County, we could say, mm-hmm. it's been tough. Now, we know the hip-hop world and the West Coast has been feeling it and it's been spreading nationwide. But the L.A. County area, yo, it's been it's been different, real different. And the reasons is because raised in L.A., he yeah, he man, like he literally was. He was L.A. He was. It's funny you say that. I was talking to this dude on my job and he was like, he said this dude repped L.A. more than any other L.A. artist that of recent memory. Um, He was like, you know he repped L.A. more than Kendrick. He repped L.A. more than, 
He said because like he was like was L.A. His whole style and how he moved, self-made, his hustle, his grind. It was like a L.A. artist. Um, and he said he did it without a Dr. Dre co-sign. Like he didn't go traditional routes. And I was just like, you so right. So he was not only that, he was uplifting his community and trying to change his community on his way up. So, you know, he had the whole Vector 90, which was a, a creative space for people to work space. But it was also to teach kids how to code and stuff like that. And, you know, me, I'm getting into codes. So I knew about that when he opened it, which is crazy. I know that touched you like. Yeah, it just made me really think like, yo, this dude was really doing things in his community. You know, he bought his whole shopping center that he literally grew up on, wanted to own. Bought that, had his own clothing line. Um, like I said, had his own label, owned his own masters. Released his debut album, Grammy nominated, best rap album. Um, but unfortunately, he was killed in front of his store that he owned, the property that he owned, in his own city, from somebody from his own hood. Yeah. And from somebody that he knew, by somebody that he knew, which is wild. Like, to this day, this that, that still blows my mind, bro. Um. Man, I don't know, man. It's just a, it's a tough one to process. I'm still yeah. trying to like wrap my mind around. I mean, for you, how was it when you? Yeah, so for me, it's a little different because I wasn't really like into like his music. You know, like the first thing that I think I recognized was like, yo, like, um, and not to sound, I don't want to sound insensitive when I say this, but everybody was like, I know when I was younger, I became like, uh, I had a small crush on Lauren London from ATL, like you know the movie ATL. So when we found out, when I found out that Nipsey. With Lauren, I was like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, that was the first reaction, but not knowing that that had been a long time situation and their story is number one, like, really dope. Um, I think the second thing for me, uh, was I have a lot of friends that pro either produced this in production for him or they actually played on tour with him. So, one of my buddies, he was actually on Nipsey's la latest tour, um, uh, playing guitar. So, for me, it was almost like that two degrees of separation mm -hmm, situation mm -hmm. where it's kind of like, um, you know, I know it's like you really know people that are, um, what's the word? You know, people that are really mourning for real, for real. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying I'm not judging the intent because I seem like a lot of people throw up, like, you know, like we see like social media. I think we all have the right to mourn how we mourn, where we, whether we do that publicly or privately. But, you know, like the fact is, I know some people that actually have worked with him. You know what I mean? Right. Like, had some form of relationship with him. So, you know what I mean? For me, it's like, you know, it just feels, you know, like when you see it um, or, you know, some some peers had hood affiliation. Right. You know what I mean? Like grew up in the same neighborhood or grew up around the same neighborhood that right. he did. So, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's just like, man, like um, it, it was almost it's a little overwhelming. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like for me, like the thing that I struggle with most is like I've literally... I, I have literally watched this guy, um, you know, Victory Lap was huge. Huge. It was huge. You know what I mean? Huge. Like, there is no... Out here, it was huge. No denying. Yeah. I can tell you this, man. I remember remember I went to the um, All-Star Weekend. Yes. Uh, what was crazy, it, it was crazy because I was literally telling my, my girl this when it happened and I, I revisited. When we were going to, when, we, when me and a homie parked, to walk up to the Staples Center, bro, it was like three billboards, huge ones in that area of Nipsey Hustle Vistory. Like while we was walking, there was this truck with the uh with a jumbotron type screen on it, banging his album, and it was like Victory Lap. Like the marketing for that was was huge yeah, in LA. It was oh man, it, it was, was crazy, so huge. Like right. so, man. Like I think just for me, what hurt most for me personally, again. I don't know his I don't know his music well. You know what I mean? Like um I just but I do know his influence. You know what I mean? And so for him to really be doing the things that he did and that he was doing and for it to be ended off of like jealousy, mm -hmm. like I struggle with that. Me too. You know what I mean? Like big time. Um, big time. Like, I just I really struggled with It's hard to process that. So especially when it was like you didn't have to <laughs> I, I don't understand yeah you know what i mean like so for me like bro like 
So it was like, I'll be honest with you, man. When I got that clip, when y'all sent it me, I was like, man, y'all didn't have to send me that, bro. <laughs> that ruined my day. Like, it really ruined Not my day. Not to laugh, but yeah. <laughs> you know I didn't mean to. And no, I felt no, bad no, after no, no, I did because no. I was like, because, uh, you know, you got to be careful. You know, I just wanted to show y'all like, yo, this is real. Yeah, Because I think it was hard for us to really gauge. Yeah, no, like, because when I saw that and then I found out that like, he passed, it was like. <laughs> right. Yeah, like dang. You're, I'm gonna be honest because you're like y'all like my go tos. No, I get it. <laughs> so I, I get was it. like, hold on, let me it. ask like, my bros. I, I got you like, tripping. I get it, but yeah. you know, like me and me, my me, and my my barber, we were talking about it, and we was just like, man, I was like, bro, like I was, I was like, I'm jacked up. Yeah. We, we were just we were just talking about like, and then man, like for me, like what really rocked me, what really rocked me was uh that video clip of um him taking his uh his uh his janitor friend. Like the uh, uh, neighborhood, I think his like neighborhood Ray, that like it's all good in the neighborhood. That right. that guy, right. like man, when he got him some jewels, when he got him a fresh cut, man, when he got some steak. You know what I mean? Like, right. That right. clip, bro, like that jacked me up because it's just like, um, for me, for me, um, it was authentic. You, you you know what I mean? Like, because that was right in, and like what, like how I knew was it, like what made it even more authentic when like, when, um, like when, uh, the dude that he gave that to was like, yo, um, he was like, I'm, I'm here to do my chores. You know what I mean? So it was like, I felt like Nipsey and he was like, he changed the word, like he's about to say chores, but he's like, I'm here to do my work. Yeah. And it was just like, for me, but that was in Nipsey's like center. Like he yeah. bought that land. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And it was just kind of like, man, like, like, it just says that for me, that was just a sign that Nipsey really believed in people. Yeah, definitely. Like, he really, like, was trying to believe in people. Like, it's crazy because I saw a clip of Nipsey and I didn't realize it was Nipsey, but it was like Nipsey was like, you could tell he was in that. He was in that culture culture, yeah. you know what I mean? But he was talking about, I think these might have been, like, some of the beginning stages mm -hmm. of him talking about, like, the rehabilitation that needs to take place within yeah. the culture. Yeah, yeah. And what the gang culture really needs to do. Right. Like, for me, like, when I see Nipsey, like, it really does bring me back to, like, the true sense of, like, what the Black Panthers were about. Absolutely. The, the ability to, like, the ability to, like, educate. Um, the ability to educate, the ability to protect, you know what I mean? Um, and I I, I think, um, I think, like, man, like, I think his legacy will live on. I think, I think the goal, though, I think what will help us um in all forms of community is not trying to be the next nipsey hustle right what we need to do is, but we can utilize the skills and i do believe we can utilize the tools that nipsey presented you know what i mean if we really want to you know what i mean i think that's where i think that's where it really really comes down to but man like you know at the end of the day man like one thing that also like broke my heart was like watching Lauren London's eulogy today. Yeah. Um. And the thing was like when she said like I'll never like our two year old son will never know how much his dad loves him. I was just like, like man, like you know the void. Mm -hmm. You know we're talking about major voids. You, you know what I mean? Major voids that are that have yeah. that will be established. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean of course like the Lord can can most definitely feel those. Right. But I mean, like, I never experienced like life without my dad. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want to experience that. Right. You know what I mean? I'm a 32 year old man. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. I don't want to experience that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, I I just don't. You know what I mean? And I can I can't I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Like you know, just I think there's just a lot of layers to this. Yeah. A lot of layers. A lot of layers to this, bro. Yeah. Like that you can you can feel like, bro, like. You know, me and you, like, you know, me, like, yeah, I'm just going to be, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to be vulnerable. Like, you know, love is a really beautiful thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when when, when you can have it, you could tell that Nipsey and Lauren loved each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was some, like, molasses cake love. You know what I mean? Like, that was just some really just thick right. love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, bro, like, like, bro, like, this is, you know, like, this is deep hurt. This, this is deep. Like, this, this is deep. Layers, bro. Yeah, it's layers, bro. It's, like, it's layers. And like layers. I said, like I, if if anybody's listening and you're not really from this area or you're not 
or even if you are, you know what we're talking about. And if you're not, we're trying to explain it as best way as we can. Like the hurt you see people on TV is expressing from the L.A. area. It's a very real thing. And one of my prayer has been that, number one, this will cause gang culture to reevaluate themselves. Yeah. Also, it will cause them to reevaluate their their position in the community. Mm. Because um, the sad part about this situation is is that um, Nipsey was literally um, trying to uplift the culture, the gang culture. He was literally trying to free them from their own destructive ways. Yeah. By creating opportunities for them, by giving them a way out of the hood, you know what I'm saying. So, um, and not only that, like just they announced, they reported that the police chief of L.A. was saying that he was even shocked when he read the email. He said he had to read it like three times when it came across his desk. So like, what Nipsey? Like, I'm supposed to meet with him tomorrow about uh, putting together a plan to to fight gang violence. You know what I mean? And then just check this out. You know, my, this this tripped my brother out. Um, Nipsey put out a tweet that day, maybe 30 minutes before, when he said, having strong enemies is a blessing. Everybody was wondering what that was about. It came out that what it was about was... I saw that. It was a, a rival blood who Nipsey had real beef with before that blood went to jail. They ran that that blood had just got out of prison and they ran into each other at a at a restaurant. And the blood wrote this long post about how they ran into each other and instantly, of course, you just that mentality, that instant animosity there. But Nipsey basically was like, Bro, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you because we need to make a difference. We need to make a change. And he said that the way Nipsey approached him and came at him, he knew it was God. And they, he had to talk to him and hear him out. And when he heard what he was on, Nipsey was like, come to the studio, let's talk. You know what I mean? Let, let's try to make some, work on some things because he wanted to bring the community together. And the dude said that he told Nipsey, I'll meet you at the studio tonight. They exchange information. And he said, Nipsey was like, let's get a picture together so we could tear the streets up with this. Let's unify. And he was telling Nipsey, Nipsey was telling him that he was working with the city on uniting the gangs. This is crazy. Literally, like, the week or two before. And the dude told him, like, yo, I'll come to the studio even by myself. And now, for those who don't know how L.A. gang culture work, you know, we know about you. But L.A. gang culture that's is. Ain't, that's another level. That's, that's another a layer. different type of situation where you have this blood who's willing to come to. Crip country. Rolling 60s is, like, one of the Crips is one of the biggest Crips gangs in the country. Like, real talk. And they literally run L.A. Like, this is a no-joke situation. Um, so that just shows you where his mind was at. Like, he was truly past being a gang man. I think I, I think I read a quote that he said that if people ask me if I'm a game, he said, no, there's a difference between a game banger and a gang member. He said, I used to be a gang banger, but I'm still a gang member who's trying to uplift my community. So his mind was really at a he different. Awesome. He was at a different place. He was about ownership. He was about uh, entrepreneurship. You know. So this that's what I'm saying. This blood was saying that man, like that tweet was about me. He said because it was a blessing that we were able to squash our beef and try to get together to help to others to do something better. He said, but you know, bro, was it, he died before he got a chance to, bro. before we got a chance to really talk because uh, they were supposed to meet, but they didn't. You know, what's crazy though. Thinking about it as you're talking, um, I know that there's been years and years of like the gangs are coming together. The gangs are coming together, but yeah. then there's always seems like there's, there's appearance that like it never happened. And I think this is really that resurgence or yeah. that, uh, like that, that true commitment of right. like no like the gangs bro because every time i go on twitter and like some of the history man like i'm so far removed bro right i just remember like two or three gangs yeah. like when i was in high school like i remember people used to talk about rolling uh the 60s they used because you didn't wear the seattle seahawks right. hat or right the seattle uh yeah. hat yeah yeah you knew about uh pyru yeah 
and you knew about like Grape Street, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and then all these other potential gangs that people were trying to create, you know what I mean? Out of nowhere. And then you knew about the essays and then you knew about like the white supremacy groups. Like that's right. what you knew. And, um, but man, like somebody put up like, man, you know, like they were like, man, you know, when, um, when, when they was like, you know, somebody had impact when they have like, when they, when the streets slow down for the Crips, the Bloods, the essays. And I think there was another group that came out and I was just like, bro, like every, yeah, like you're right. Cause the rival, um, rival Crip gangs was just chilling. I'm talking about beef, beef, beef. Yeah. That's wild, bro. Like super wild. On like they hood, like in they hood, in they hood. Like for those who don't know, there was a march that um whoever did it, OG put together a march inviting all gangs in LA to come to 60s neighborhood and march up to Nipsey's store. Do you know how historic that is in LA culture? That is freaking that's unheard. Of. That's like that's like that's on some like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King type unity type stuff. Like seriously though, like, no, it really like is. that, it's like, hit me, like yeah, you feel what I'm like, saying? Like we, it was like what you saw on Instagram. I'm sure people saw those gangs marching. You don't know how crazy that is. Like you have you're inviting, and the dude said you will meet at a central location, and we will our gang will walk you up. Do you know how crazy that is, bro? Bloods, Mexican gangs, rival Crip gangs, rival Bike gangs. Bloods, biker gangs. Like everybody was like, "All right, let's do it." So when you see those conversations on Instagram about Trey's and Sixties having conversations and they just talking, like that's monumental out here. That's almost never been done like this. You know what I'm saying? Like currently, right now on on, on, on Facebook, people are debating. Cause I posted up something about I've never seen like this ever um, a, ra- a rapper being honored like this, and some people are like, "Oh, but what about Pac?" No, like cause Pac didn't. Nah, man. Pac and Big. Like, Pac had there was emotion with Pac. Yeah, I think this is more big. This is this is more big than Pac. Yeah, Big really put his right. Big really put for his, new and for like, NY. He really put his stamp right. I think like with Pac, like no disrespect, but I think Pac like a lot of it. I won't say that it wasn't real right i'm not gonna say that wasn't real but there was a lot of business that was involved in his persona right because people gotta remember like Pac wasn't the gang banging rapper when he first right. started right you know I mean? yes like, who, yes. who, who was he with uh in in the bay he was with the digital underground digital underground right, right. so it was like there was some transformation that took place with Pac. <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean right like, and another thing too about those situations with big and Pac is this um number one i hate to say this but you know what I'm going to say is real. With the way Pac was moving, you knew it was coming. He was a wild dude. I think this. I think the scary thing about like both Biggie and Pac's like their their death was they talked about it so much. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was because of the East Coast West Coast beef the media portrayed so heavily. That kind of undermined their devs to give them the true respect they deserve because that. That whole controversy overshadowed their deaths. So it was a lot of controversy. It was a lot of mysteriousness. What's going on? They never found the shooter. Like with Nipsey's situation, they, and I'm, I'm going to just tell y'all right now, with the Nipsey situation, it was a lot of hood stuff that went down that was not reported on the news. It was a different level situation. So that's what we're trying to tell you. If you could read between the lines, for these gangs to get together under these circumstances, it was it was it was about to be a different type of summer out here if homeboy didn't come up, put it like that. Yeah. Because a lot of things was getting dealt with, you know what I'm saying, on a different level. Because how can I put this? Um Nipsey was respected by all gangs because Snoop alluded to it that no matter what gang you from if you trying to come up out of the same place these gang members grew up from, they're going to respect you. And that area where he died at was kind of like hood protected. That was a safe zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. For anybody to come and support. It was no static in that area. So it was kind of like hood protected. So for him to die the way he did on that ground. It was just bro. Gangs were 
all gangs, I'm mean, I want to repeat this, Crips, Bloods, Latino gangs, because he was so highly respected in L.A., were pissed. They were pissed. And the police was trying to jump on getting control of the city immediately yeah. because it was about to get wild out here. So that leads us to this other part of the story. And for those who don't know, you already know that, you know, um, Nipsey was talking to somebody and um, unfortunately the guy got offended. He got mad and he came back and shot him. Whatever. Sad. Um that whole situation just I it's just hard for me to process like like you were saying earlier how it could just flip like that. Yeah. I I just don't because they'll come up with so Yeah, I just like, don't bro, I don't understand. Like bro, like to take him out like that. How how I knew it was real because like I said my boy was was on tour with him. He right. did like a like a I think like a 30 day a 30 show stint with right. him. Right. Um shout out to my bat cat cuz my boy was grinding but then like so I was really getting onto like Nipsey because of like my my boy Alex was playing guitar for him, and it was just like man, like I was so proud of Alex, but it was like yo, like this is no small right, right. This is no small thing. Like this right. is this is serious. You know what I mean? Um, they did some huge shows like the like they did Powerhouse. They have like some dope East Coast like some mm-hmm. really dope East Coast stuff. You know what I mean? So it was right. just like, and that's another thing. Sidebar with Tupac and Biggie having that East Coast West Coast beef, it's like their love was kind of blocked. People from the West at that time really wasn't rocking with, with Big. nobody from the East, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it was vice versa, besides that episode of the Steve Harvey show when Diddy and <laughs> right, right, yeah. you feel what I'm saying, yeah. But but even that, that was after the fact. But but Nipsey was respected on both coasts, like for real, for real, highly. Like you're hearing rappers on both sides, like yo, this. Like they were saying how um I listened to this podcast and this lady was like, Yo, I heard how about how Nipsey was going to the gutter to kick it with to kick it with like other hoods and gangs. And she said they're like when they heard about it at first, they was like, What is he doing out there? Like, yo, you not this ain't LA, you can't just be rolling around. But they said like he was just that guy. He was just that he was just well loved and they said he treated everybody with respect. And so the love we're seeing from for him is a genuine love. You know what I'm saying? I was just thinking about that clip where he slapped dude though. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking about that. Too. I was like, I wonder how he feeling. You know what I'm saying? Cause he took <laughs> Yeah, he got slapped, bro. Homeboy had he couldn't say nothing. It was like he got all the cool came out of him too. All the cool. Cause he tried to get testy with him too. I was thinking like, bro, you get testy. Like you you a BET executive. What you gonna do? You hold the clipboard right now. <laughs> like, what can you do? <laughs> And Nipsey reach on him was just terrible. It was the longest reach. He couldn't even swing back. Nipsey was like, man, get up out of here. Yeah. 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 That's a cold shot, man. Uh, I just think, man, that uh, it, I would say this, man. Um, and, and, it, and it goes back to this, man. Like, it's unfortunate that these situations have to bring us together like this. Yeah. It's truly unfortunate, but I truly believe that this situation is going to have a, a a lifelong lasting effect on the hip hop culture. Oh, yes. Definitely in L.A. I think things will change in L.A. because of hip I mean, like me and him was me and Jeff was talking pregame and then they built they built a court for him. That's wild. They put already murals all up over the city for him. Um, they're holding visuals in almost every county surrounding L.A. County. I mean, they had one in Pomona. Shout out to the P. I'm proud of y'all for saluting the young man like that. Oh, they had. Did you see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was crazy. In front of Fox Theater, he performed there a couple of times. They had a visual for him in Orange County. In Orange County? In Orange County, bro. They had a visual Wait, for what him. what part? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They had a visual form in Orange County. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Latinos and the, and the Asians, everybody said. 
<laughs> Becky and, and Todd, they got together and they wanted to celebrate Nipsey. I don't know how this happened. You said Orange County, brother. It was an Orange County, bro. No, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It, it, this is, I've never seen anything like this, have you? Orange County. Orange County, I'm, bro. I'm flipping right now, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yes. Yes. Because we know Orange County. Yeah. Now, yeah. there's various part. There's a hood part of Orange County. There is. There's a hood part of Orange yeah. County. But a lot of Orange County, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Orange County, bro. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, check this out. Now, let's lead us to this portion of this Nipsey situation. It's the, how can I put these comments by Kodak Black? Bro. Hmm. You know, it seems to me like he's a very special individual. Bro. You know, I would just say that. He's a very special individual. Oh, I got a question to ask you. Keep on going. Okay. I just think that... Um, so, Kodak Black... This is another thing about these new rappers that I don't understand. A lot of these young rappers are very addicted to the live button on IG. I don't understand, like, why we just having private conversations on live. Like, I don't understand that. You just don't push live button like it's nothing. Like, because I think I don't, I don't get why he just puts like you in a studio chilling. That's like intimate conversations, and you just personally, like, you just press a live like. I'm shocked. Y'all need some sense, man. These young rappers need some sense. If they ain't snitching, they doing dumb stuff. I don't know what what it is. I think, um, man, like you know, we talked in pregame, but just about about just sometimes like the the wild stuff that comes with just the process of like the culture. You know what I mean? And I think like sometimes I think uh, people feel like the the more raw that they are. Um, the more raw that they are, like the more acceptable that they'll be. Like, you know, I think everybody wants the shock factor. Right. You know what I mean? And I think like I he was for instance, really... I'm gonna put it like this. Yeah. We're pretty I think we're pretty we're very open right on this podcast. Right. I feel like we have at least you're better at me better than me at this. But I'm learning to continuously put off the take off my mask when I'm when I'm on this podcast. Right. Continuously learning, like, man, speak your truth. Right. If that's how you feel. Right. That's how you feel. Right. But there is still a level of discretion that does take place on the podcast. Yes, definitely. For multiple reasons. Right. Right. We're right. Continuously trying to build our audience. Yeah. We're continuously wanting people to like not cringe every right. time we talk about something heavy. Right. Right. Things of that nature. There are some common things that we have learned. We and we are consistently learning on by doing this podcast. Right. Hands down. Right. Not everybody has that skill. Yes. Nobody has. Everybody doesn't have tact. Tact. But sometimes, you know what the fact is? Some people don't want it. That's true. That's true. That's true. They yeah. don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. So, this is what I'm going to bring up. And it had me dying. Yeah. And, like, it had me dying, but, like, it was, like, dang. Because you could kind of see, like, people, like, dang, you know, he did kind of tell us. He gave us a forewarning. Ebro. I don't know if you saw the. Ad. I remember. That. I thought about that immediately so, when I saw that clip. So Ebro did a follow up, uh-huh. and he was like, "Nah, like people are like, so Ebro, you yeah. gonna take his music off?" He's I like, saw that. Ebro yeah. was like, "Nah." Yeah, I tried to like, tell you. I tried to tell y'all before. Yeah. Oh, and he officially got charged for be- raping a high school girl. No way. Officially got charged for that. That is cr- it's number one. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, bro. But Ebro was like, y'all, I'm not going to take his music off. Like, yeah. y'all got on me before. And, like, but you see the whole studio was like, yeah. yo, he did kind of give us yeah, like Yeah, he did. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. And remember, we was talking about it in the group chat. Remember, we was talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. We we talked about it in the group chat because that was going to be one of our conversations. And we decided not to really touch on it. So. We let it be. We let it be. Sometimes you just gotta let that thing. You gotta let it. We gonna let it. Let him hang himself as he did. Just, he just bro. Just and jumped. it's just like yeah. But I think it was just like you know. But this is the thing that the Kodak Black thing. It 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 hit hit me on this thing, and as a man in general, right. 
one thing that I learned that we as men will have to be very mindful of is making sure, regardless of the situation that a woman is in, she right. is not. Uh, um, she's not a. Uh, she's not just an object. Yeah, of our, you're right. He's so right. Of our consistent <laughs> desires or affection, because bro, like, I, I know barbershop talk is is fun. I know it is. I know that. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling the truth, aren't I, bro? You, you tell the 100 percent truth. <laughs> That's why I said, why did he have that conversation live? Bro, like... You can't have that... Bro. Bro, that, like, fam... Cats is plotting. Bro. Hard right But, I mean, just in general, whether it is... Like I said, regardless of the situation... Yeah. Bro, like... Yeah. Like, they are to be... Women are to be respected. Yeah. At all times. (laughs) And that's just right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Like we, like bro, like yeah. I put it like this. Yeah. And I'm. I say this in all seriousness, because I feel like men and women sometimes try to have a leg up on each other. Like yeah. we get all these self help books, all these podcasts, yeah. all these Steve Harvey three yeah. minute clips, yeah. And it's like somebody spill all the juice. Yeah. Women think that they got the hand. They up. do. They feel Another like they got us. Spill the juice. Men think, oh, we got it. Yeah. Kodak just gave the whole. He gave the whole spill. He just and it's it like, all out but there. he did it so dur- Like the thing, like my struggle is not like, man, like, again, my, my, my thing is like, man, you find a woman attractive. Right. You know, like, you find her attractive, you think, like, man, like, I would like to talk to her one day. Right. Yo. Handle your business. <laughs> right, right. Handle your business. <laughs> right. I'll be so serious right now. Because he gave the whole play. But it he was gave like, the whole play. Bro, you, you said, I'm going to, like, like, cuz. Like, like, oh. bro, like, you said, I'm going to wait a year and yeah. I'm going to holler at that and then use explicits. Like, bro, she's a human being. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, damn. You know what I mean? But you know what the sad thing about that situation, though, bro? There, like, whether it is like a Lauren London or anybody else, there are a ton of other dudes that oh, have been yeah. that same way. Yeah. Like yeah. on like all these women, That's what I'm bro. saying. People is plotting, bro. Like, bro, plotting. like it's like, fam, like she's a human being. Yeah. Like women yeah. are human beings, bro. Yeah. Like yeah. if I knew a dude was talking about my sister like that, bro, yeah. like yeah. there'd be problems, bro. And you know, like, and me and you talked about this earlier about what what I'm starting to realize is that um women walk around in a I don't, I don't know how to say this, and I didn't realize this until, like, you know, actually, I guess as you get older and of age, um, you start to realize that women walk around in a constant state of... Like, they protection now. Yeah, like, like... Or, like, guarded. Guarded is a perfect... Because they feel... Um, I didn't realize how vulnerable they feel daily, especially single women. Single women that aren't married or, you know aren't married, aren't in relationships, they feel very vulnerable yeah. in this world, especially walk, working or coming in close contact with men or having to deal with men on a regular basis, like to the points where they, they'll fake putting on marriage wedding rings so they won't get hit on so much or they'll fake having headphones on. Like, I didn't realize that. So <laughs> when he said what he said, and then the it was another clip of him like going deeper into it. Like, no, what I'm saying is that like, I'll talk to her and, you know, we'll become cool and everything. And then maybe by what I do, she'll think like, you remind me of dude, you know what I mean? And I was thinking like, yeah, I was like, bro, you don't really put the whole plan together already. Like, bro, he literally just died. Literally just died. And you play it. I was happy, you know, and I'm going to be honest. I was happy. That the OGs stepped up the way they did because I think it's needed. And I think what we always said on this podcast from the beginning, gatekeepers, bro. gatekeepers. Where are the gatekeepers at? And that's why this culture and the young rappers are doing or where they at now because I feel like gatekeepers aren't standing up publicly and being gatekeepers. They might be doing it behind the scenes, but publicly you need to stand up and be like, no, 
we ain't gonna let that slide now we do understand with hip-hop and the negative connotation it brings especially speaking upon women and everything it is what it is there's some things that really has gone too far to the point where you can't really stop it but what you can do is try to put a buffer and put a filter on some things and like with this situation it ain't nothing to play around with like I was telling Jeff when it, when he, when he said what he said, I texted the group chat. I was like, I honestly feel scared for this dude. No, bro, like, like I feel scared for him. Like he can't come to L.A. right now. You feel what I'm saying? Like bro, y'all don't understand. Like this situation is not a joke out here. But the fact is, is like he probably couldn't go to New York. He probably couldn't. You're, you're, yeah, like you're this is not mean? a game like, right like, now. And it's just kind of like, man, like, <laughs> but, but like you like you're saying is like. To have that kind of conversation on live, like, like it was nothing, <laughs> and the homies was looking at him like, "Hey, too soon, bro." Like, it's kind of like they was looking at him like too soon, like, "Hey, it's live right now, too soon." And he's like, "No, no, you know, like it's over." Like, no, I ain't trying to do dang, but I'm just trying to. I'm like, nah, bro. First of all, put the more bass in that voice. You know what I'm saying? Bruh. Like, he, and people was giving him the mad co-sign when bruh. he got out of jail, bro. Like, he was on the sideline of Florida. <laughs> Nah. He's like at the the college football games. Like people was giving him like trying to show him mad love, bro. Nah, nah. bro. Like you are wild. Yeah, you are wild. You are out of pocket for that, bro. Like, bro. Like, bro. When game got on Twitter, bro, I knew it was like. No, do you see when the, the Crips got on? No, I did not see that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. A Crip got on from from Rolling Sixties and was like, "Hey, cuz." Hey, don't ever speak about Nipsey name like that. And when I see you, I'm going to F you up. The next time I see you out here, we're going to get you. And I'm like I said, there's some things happening right now, ladies and gentlemen, that has not been reported on the news. I would say from the time that murder happened to when Eric Holder got arrested, there are some things that were taking place that hasn't been reported. So it ain't no jokey joke right now here. So him saying what he said and then the Crips coming out like it was I went on I saw on YouTube there were Crips that got on it was like yo you disrespecting the OG like that when we see you we gonna deal with you that's why I hit you in the group chat I was like yo he can't come to LA right now you know it like the BET Awards in June is gonna be a very different situation but he ain't gonna be able to come to him cause he's gonna be he, a I'm hoping that his record label or somebody tell him like I don't think it's wise for you to do but that but didn't he just get charged he just got charged, so he ain't, he ain't gonna. He probably yeah, he probably gonna be able to make it. So maybe that's a blessing in disguise. Maybe. No, it ain't because when he get in jail, bro. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for him too. Like yeah. there is nowhere to hide. Yeah, no. Like this is this bro. Like this is some. This is serious. This is serious. I'm telling y'all, it's it's a serious like, I situation. Mean, just like, like real talk for his life right yeah, now. It's a serious. This is serious because this ain't. Bro, no, he ain't no, play play. And he ain't where that, that situation with the young lady took place. That wasn't even no that ain't no liberal state. That's top Bible of that. belt, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might be a it might he might yeah, it might be a rap for him. Yeah, it is a rap, bro. Like yeah. and especially in the times you live in, the whole Me Too movement. Oh yeah, it's about to be over man. for him. Yeah. Like look at the Grammys. Look at what the Grammys was all about. Yeah, yeah. Like Yeah, man. yeah. Like, yeah. This, like bro, like man, like I, w- I was proud of, of of Big Boy and Power 106 immediately stepping up. I was like, you know what? We ain't playing. We ain't going. See, that's how L.A. is. They don't joke around when it comes to the ones that they, they were born and raised and they love. It ain't no joke with that. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? So with Big, when I saw Big Boy uh, caption, I was like, oh, this is. Like, yeah, this is serious. This is serious. Like, this is. Like, this was. Yeah, this. But, yeah, but like I said, if you're not if you're not from here, like no, seriously, for the last two weeks, the energy been different. You said that my first Fridays. Yeah, I wanted to go see my first Fridays, and it's like a um, very well known um, open mic in L.A. and um, very well known. Yeah, and um, I believe Kelvin. Um, the owner of it was saying that him and Nipsey were actual friends and they owned some businesses together. And he was just saying it was real different. And like I was telling Jeff that when I went, it was a real somber thing and they paid tribute to him the whole time. And if you follow me on IG, you saw me posted, you know, they were seeing what's going on um, with his picture in the background. Um, it's just, it's different out here right now. This ain't, this just ain't the time to be playing around. I really think a lot of things 
won't even be tolerated like it was before, to be honest with you. And I think this is really going to change. I think it's going to cause a lot of people from L.A., especially when surrounding situations like this, to be very protective of this, of the name, of the brand. Because, like I said before, he was really put L.A. on his back like Like, none other. You know what I mean? Of this new generation. So... And Nipsey's been around for a very long time. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people might be hearing about him now, but he's been around for a very long time. So, um, you know, just because his debut album came out doesn't mean that's like the first time he hit the scene. Like, he's been out here grinding for over like 15 years at this point. Yeah. So, um, I think for us, we were, for people from LA, was like happy and very proud to see him finally get the recognition he's been working so hard for. Um, so for somebody to come in and make sly comments about how he's plotting to get with his girl literally day a week or so after he's was murdered and it's plastered all over the media, like bro, that's kind of like that's that's some some beyond disrespectful stuff. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we just don't tolerate that type type of stuff out here. Now we do know. What happened to Nipsey? My brother says something. I sent it to you guys. Wasn't that crazy what he said, though, in that text? That gave me chills when he said that. He was just saying that not a, not a lot of people live long enough to outlive any wrongs they've done. And, you know, when you were active gang member, you have to do missions to be to gain your respect. And we don't know people that have been crossed during those missions, how people truly feel about you during those missions yeah, and how those things are going to come back to you. And that's the, uh, you know, me and my brother's having a conversation. He was saying like, there's no, there's no retirement plan (laughs) for a gang member. This is a life. That's a lifelong thing. And you never know how things are going to come to you. You got it comes with everything that comes with being a gang member is with you, no matter what your status is in life. And people can get jealous. And this is a a situation where this is jealousy and envy. Um, I mean, to kick the man when he was shot already. To come back and shoot the man. What? Four more times in a headshot and walk away and like run and kick him like that blew my mind, bro. Bro, like I was looking like, whoa, like, okay, this is different. And this in front of the man's store, like that's yeah. that touched me, right? That that touched the heart a little bit different, y'all. So this one hit different. Um, but look, more than anything, the podcast, we definitely sending our prayers out to his family. Yeah, man. Um, to his lady, to his children, um, his whole family, mother, father, brother. Um, definitely we if you guys could just join us in praying over the city. Yeah. The community because it needs it because some yeah because there's a void missing and there's a leader missing in that community now somebody that people was looking to as for inspiration as a way out and now that's being ripped from them by their own there's a lot of confusion right now it's a lot of hurt it's a lot of pain and we all know you know he was laid to rest today all of the fanfare and everything is going to die down and then the reality is going to set in. Time out. You know that this is real. Let's go back. Like, so what we were talking about, yeah. YG at Nipsey's funeral? Yeah. And YG, like... Yeah, it's blood, a blood. Blood, blood. Yeah, he's a, he bangs it. Like, Heavy. Real, real talk. You know what I mean? So, like, this is a real, man. Like, you know, his procession was beautiful. Honestly, I ain't seen nothing like that until, like, a like a Laker parade. Like, it was thousands of people out there. I've never seen any rapper get honored like this before. Have you? Ah. I've never seen that before. Never, ever. I've seen Pac. I've seen Big. I've never seen this before. Like, this is wild. And um, But more than anything, though, he worked hard for this. Yeah, man. He worked hard for his legacy. This wasn't somebody who just gained instant fame over Instagram. Like, no, he literally put blood, sweat, and tears into building his movement to what it was before it passed. And, you know, I, he's not here to see the fruit yeah. of his labor, but it's definitely, I mean, he experienced a little bit while he was here. But, like, to see what, how people are definitely uh, um, memorializing him right now, is it's a beautiful thing, you know? Man, yeah. Um, and, um, like I said, we just, we just ask that y'all join us in praying for 
the family and the community in the city because uh, it's definitely a void. We, you feel it. You can right. feel it. You know what I mean? And uh, I just hope that, you know, the marathon continues. Yeah, it will. You know what I'm saying? It will. Man, I bro, I think that's been a just – we could just end right there. We can end it, man. Hey, look, y'all, check this out. Um, Continue running your marathon. Speak that life, bro. Continue running your marathon. That's one thing I, I ain't going to lie. I got from this. It was like, man, this dude released his debut album when he was like 32. Like, think about that. His debut album when he was 32 years old had his own record label, owned his own masters, had multiple streams of income of business, and he his whole thing was like not giving up. Like he even said, and it, I think it clip been floating around. I remember watching that interview actually with Big Boy or or, or on Power One Hundred Six when he was telling his people, he was like, "Look, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to y'all and make it seem like I've been strong this whole time." He said, "I just made a conscious decision not to quit." Hmm. He said, I've had moments of doubt. I have moments of wanting to give up and leave this alone. He said, I even quit a couple of times. He said, but then I just made a decision. Like, I'm just not going to quit no more. He said, that's why I named my brand the marathon because I, I chose to be focused and committed on the marathon. Yeah. Do that with your purpose, man. Do that with your purpose. That's That was a gut check for me, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This I just, is a uh, marathon. One thing that I, uh, man, I'll, I'll just like, man, if I could just uh, backpack that. Um, one thing that I like, I really encourage my students, and I've really been trying to encourage this, and I didn't realize maybe the encouragement is more for me is, uh, man, just finish strong. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you do, man, like, why are you running that marathon? You know what I mean? Why are you pushing that purpose? Like, finish strong. Like, make this just like the, the conscious decision just to finish strong, you know? Um, and that's going to look different, you know what I mean, for everybody. And, like, and again, man, like, I just, man, uh, prayers up to like the family, you know what I mean? Like, the kids, you know what I mean? Like, just think about the kids, you know, like, definitely, um, that, you know, that they would, um, you know, that their hearts would just be at rest, be at peace. You know what I mean? That, that they can, um, that the whole family, that everybody that's involved and connected can, can be at peace and go through the journey, um, at, at a, at a, at a healthy pace. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's like the biggest thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. Like I said, run your marathon, go after it. Like he's saying, follow through, see it to the end, finish it, and uh, be proud of your journey. Be proud of it. Dig that. And don't be afraid to tell people about your journey because you never know that uh, how you your story might be encouraging other people to get on their journey or to finish their journey. You know what I mean? Uh, one thing I can say about Nipsey, man, uh, with how they celebrate him, he was a seed planter. Yeah, but he planted a lot of seeds for a very long time. He nurtured that ground. He watered it. Oh, yes. You feel what I'm saying? He he tilled it. And then he was able to get a little bit of that harvest. Yeah. And now his family is going to reap the benefits of the full harvest that's coming up from yes, it. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So check this out, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to leave you like we always leave you. First of all, I love you. You know what I'm saying? I want to tell you all that right now because, you know, you never know what anybody's time could be. Never so know. if you're going through a hard time right now, if life is beating you up, if you're feeling, if you're feeling uh, discouraged, if you just feel like you can't go on, I always want to tell you, number one, I love you. Ray, love you. The podcast, love you. And you can keep on doing this. You can do anything you put your mind to. Trust me when I tell you this because I believe in you. I believe in what God is doing in your life. You feel speak, me? Speak life, bro. So I just want to go ahead and let you know that. When you listen to this at the job, if you listen to this on, on your way to work, on your way from work at the gym, Ray love you. I'm praying for you, and I want the best for you. So keep running your marathon. I want to see you finish. I want to celebrate you. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And just know, we're going to leave you like we always leave you. God never told us to figure them out. He just told us to trust him. Boom. we see you on the next one.